Hello and welcome to The Greatest Movie Ever. Today we are talking about the greatest best picture snubs ever. This is any movie nominated for the best picture Oscar but did not win. So how it works, we'll go over our top 10 list depending on where a film ranks on that list, it will get a point. First place gets 10 points, second place gets 9 points, third place gets 8 points and so on. The highest scoring movie at the end will be declared the greatest best picture snub ever. You can always follow our podcasts on Instagram and on Facebook at the greatest movie ever podcast. Today is kind of a short list, shall we say. We, we've got the, the three geniuses. We've got the three best ones. It is myself, Aaron and Jared today. How are you all doing? You okay? Yeah, ready to go. I know this is one that you definitely wanted to do, Aaron, especially with the snubs and stuff like that. So um, it was quite an interesting list to come up again because I think we were talking before we came on that some of the films that we decided to choose, I mean, we wanted to make sure that we've seen the film just so obviously we can uh, justify it that way. But yeah. the films that obviously um, that we uh, picked upon, um, obviously the films that were nominated are better than the best picture ones. I know there's going to be a varying opinion on here. I know when it comes to a certain film, because uh, I know some of the films that we are going to talk about were on the Best Picture Awards as well. So, hey. so well, I mean, let's just I'm get into surprised. it. I, I love yeah. looking at some of the years where, like, I don't know, like one year that stands out to me, like 2004. That is just a pretty crap year for films. Is that crashing? Yeah, I'm just. No, that's Million Dollar Baby. Behavior, I used to like that film, but then like really? I wouldn't watch it again. Sideways, like none of them are like the good. <laughs> I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying none of them are winners for me. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> Eastwood. That's like one million dollar baby. I know we were doing like um, the best pictures, but I think there were some other ones that we could have perhaps looked at as well. Like maybe it was nominated for actor or actress, but wasn't nominated for best picture. Like those kind yeah, of films. I, like they, they always have somebody nominated for best actor, but their film's not nominated for best picture. And it's like, all right. Like I kind of used mm. a lot of lists to help me because I wanted to be like, I wanted to make sure like the consensus was like kind of the same. And a yeah. lot of them were like 2001 A Space Odyssey was snubbed. And it probably was. But I'm, I've just gone with what the Academy, like, so if, so like if there was a list of films nominated, which one would you pick? That's how I've done it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, let's get into it. This could be our fastest episode ever. I mean, I say that. I Don't mean, there's three it. of us. We, we, we could go on for, for a lot longer, but we will start. <laughs> As always, with Aaron, number 10. And your honourable mentions, of course. Uh, if there is so, any. yeah. No, not many on this. Well, literally just the one. The one I'd switch around on honourable men, uh, mentions is uh, Butch Cassidy and Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy, uh, Cowboy won. Really? But I understand that it's a good film, but Butch Cassidy is one of my favourite films ever. But it's not on the list because Midnight Cowboy is also a good film. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't get a word of that, Aaron. I don't know what's going on with your internet. He's gone, and, um, he's, he's gone, gone. He's, he's had enough. 
Right. <laughs> not even Aaron's been snubbed from the Aaron's been snubbed from the podcast. Yeah, he was going to say some controversial number ten. Yeah, but we have no idea what he's going to try and say. Um, Aaron, what? Sorry, number ten. Didn't get a word of anything you said. <laughs> Why? What's going on? I don't know. Reason. This is like gonna be the most mess of an episode ever, and it's gonna. This podcast is getting snubbed <laughs> for the third and short podcast. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. I can hear you now. Yes. So, I'm for my number ten and um, previous winner. Um. So that year is 2011. I was just. I feel the like artist really bad. Yeah. artist. Me and Jared have done our uh, research because it's on our list. <laughs> no, actually, uh, it's not yeah. on my list. Even though I don't like the artist, so I, just, I just I see why it won though. It did something different as well. Uh, that year is the Descendants year as well, which is a really underrated Clooney film. Um. Also, Midnight in Paris, which is my favourite Woody Allen film. Oh, that was a good one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that film. Uh, Descendants, Midnight in Paris, and especially Moneyball. Moneyball, like, it's incredible. I mean, like, it's just the artist is literally set up to win an Oscar, and that's why it's ugly. Well, th that's why I think it deserves to win, because it was made to win. So was The Post. Mm. Didn't even get nominated, because it's shit. Did not happen. Yeah. No, the post didn't. The post is the Mel Sheep and Tom Hanks and Spielberg one. Did didn't get nominated for an Oscar. There are some occasionally those ones aren't they? so Oscar bait and they're terrible. Like um what's um Mon Monuments Men. I remember oh. that like looking at the cast, it looked really good. Um and then it was a bit rubbish when it came out. I'm trying yeah. to think of the other one. And it was like proper Oscar baity. What was that film with Johnny Depp, uh, where he like changed this whole look? Oh God! Um, um, black something. Black mask. Black mask. Black mask was, was, yeah. I think he did get he nominated for actor. Movie. I think he got nominated for actor, oh, but he? he didn't win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure he did get nominated for something. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, mine, I do want to give honourable mentions um, to Shawshank. I mean, it's regarded as the greatest movie of all time, isn't it? So it has to get everything mm -hmm. on there. Uh, but Forrest Gump did win that year. Um, Hacksaw Ridge, incredible movie. Um, lost out to Moonlight in 2016. And Inception, which we regarded as the greatest movie ever and lost to King's Speech that year. However, my number 10 is a film that was beat by everybody's favourite Oscar film in 1996, The English Patient, and it is the Tom Cruise classic, Jerry Maguire. See, I like, I like how there's more than one film for each year, because let's say that I pick someone else to be slim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like I said, Jerry Maguire is probably one of the most underrated um, Tom Cruise movies. 
and he's just great. It's got so many iconic quotes in there. Uh, Renny Zellweg is really good as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a toss up between Jerry Maguire and I'm sure the one that you've chosen as well. But the TV show's better. But anyway, Jared. Yeah, um, I was on, thinking Jared, yeah. that's that's one of them years where like not a lot of doesn't look like a lot of films were nominated that year for some reason, or that maybe like they've cut down a lot. But so you got Jerry Maguire. Fargo, Secrets and Lies, not heard of that, Shine. That was it. It's <laughs> um, like a British like, film, isn't it? By, uh, what's his name? Mike, Mike Lee, isn't it? Mm, I remember no. watching that in films. Oh, yeah, directed by Mike Lee, yeah. Secrets and Lies. It's, yeah, yeah. The, the TV show is better. I, I've, I've said that I'm not a massive fan of 90s Tom Cruise, but um, I've, not, uh, I've not seen The English Patient and I've heard bad things. Yeah, but show me the money. Show me number 10. Jared, show me number 10. All right, so I find this list very hard because you look at... Um, can we have just a quick look? So a lot of, a lot of people said Gandhi hasn't uh, done the test of time as a film. But to me, it's, a, it's against E.T. And while E.T. stands the test of time as a better film... I don't know if, I, if that had one best picture, how I would have felt. You don't really class E.T. as like an Oscar film. You just class it as like a family film that you no. watch on Saturday. Exactly. If Star Wars was the first film would won an Oscar for best picture, it would almost be weird. That's what I think. Like, like it's a great film, but I feel yeah. like there's like a, a difference, if, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like you can't just give a film like Star Wars best I think, picture. Uh, I think Empire Strikes Back would have been a good shout because I think it's different to the rest. And Rogue One as well, I think it would have been like, I'd see both of them as sort of Oscar y. Like, um, but yeah, I know what you mean about the first one. Yeah, like, I'd, like I wouldn't say the best film wins every year, but it mm. doesn't matter in my eyes. I think just the nomination alone for like films like Black Panther and that is, is just enough. Like, if it had gone to, on to win, I would have been a bit like, Really, like Black Panther, but like just the nomination alone, I think is all you need. Yeah. But what did you pick as number ten? Number ten, I've gone for. Uh, I've not actually seen the film that won, but it was nineteen nineteen forty one. With <laughs> Alvin... let no, let me explain. Let me explain. So I've not seen the film that won, but I've seen the film that's got snubbed. How green was my valley? Uh, was beaten by Citizen Kane. I've not seen Citizen Kane, but I think we all know Citizen Kane is like, I think this is one of them things where maybe at the time Citizen Kane wasn't appreciated and films don't probably last as well. Like they don't, um, what am I trying to say? Like something 20 years ago doesn't age well, whereas something like Citizen Kane does age quite well. So I put it low because I've not actually seen the other films, so I can't compare. But I feel like looking back, how Citizen Kane didn't win. Yeah, I think like you said, there's there's some great films that didn't win early on, but I I haven't watched the other film to compare, so that's why. For example, you might talk about it, but I haven't seen The Bridge on the River Kwai, so I can't really compare that to Twelve Angry Men, for example. Because I've heard that one is a good film as well, so I, I felt it would be 
Oh, so is it not. getting snubbed? Um, is it is it getting snubbed that it didn't win because I don't know? Um, I haven't seen it. Oh, so yeah, I mean, end of round one. There we go. Let's move on to number nine, Aaron. We're gonna fly through it. <laughs> um. So I've gone a I've gone for a bit of a weird one here. Like I've gone for a two in one. Oh, um, two in one. I've gone for a two in one. Believe it or not, for the first time ever on the podcast, I'm going to throw two shouts out on one option. So I'd swap round the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, for a Beautiful Mind, but swap Lost in Translation for Lord of the Rings. That's the main one. Uh, Return of the King. I, I, we were saying on the last podcast about. Um, like it was destined to win, like Return of the King. Like it was like obviously gonna win because like they'd all got nominated, um, and it was obviously gonna happen. Um, and there was no chance for the films that year. And I think Lost in Translation is is definitely an Oscar film as well. And uh, it's just such a beautiful film, one of my favourites as well. But surprise, uh, like it's so low. Like last week, like we were saying as well, like about the first one is the best of Lord of the Rings. On the other um on the other side so and it's definitely certainly a lot better than a beautiful mind yeah okay. oh yeah the so, fellowship of the ring and lost in translation a double whammy by aaron yeah just for those double a's in his name he's thrown out to i've never heard of it i've never seen it it's the master of the commander no sorry master and commander, master commander master with master russell crowe in it I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's boring. It's boring. I that think, was definitely like a ninety-nine p film from That's Entertainment. Is I it not Ridley there. Scott? Uh, it's Peter Weir, apparently. All oh, right. Fair enough. Um, um yes. Yeah, that's what I've, I've never heard of this film. <laughs> you want to watch it? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my. You've heard of these films, haven't you? A lot of them, but yeah. A lot of them, yeah. Uh, mine, number nine, it lost out to Jared's favourite, Slumdog Millionaire, which is an awful film. Yeah, I hope. Uh, but this film was better, and I was going through this year, and I think when I was watching the uh, the films from 2008, this was the film that I, I probably enjoyed the most because I love these type of stories, and it's Frost Nicks. Oh, that is... That is a good one. Like, again, like, Franklin Jello was incredible in that movie. Michael Sheen was incredible. And the whole story of the Watergate scandal. And obviously, if you've watched all the President's Men as well, you can see, obviously, the tie-ins and all of, like, why didn't you burn the tapes kind of thing. It was just an interesting way to, to tell a story. And it was definitely better than Slumdog Millionaire. So I don't really have to say much more than that. <laughs> Jerry. Uh, <laughs> Pardon? A little bit weak that uh, year as well. Yeah, what well, you had the reader. Had, but again, that milk. year, that year was the wrestler that was nominated, which I know Taron wanted to mention. It didn't get nominated for best picture, but Mickey Rourke was mm. nominated for best actor. Another film that probably should have been nominated for best picture. Also, in that year, two thousand and eight, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, that is disgusting, that. Definitely changing the mindset because i think the, that was the kind of years i would say where they were just getting called out for like bullshit 
films. I mean, look, look, look at look at the films in 2008 that came out. Dark Knight was the highest grossing movie of that year. Obviously, this film's awful, but we won't talk about it. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, Mamma Mia came out that year. Iron Man, it was the start of the MCU. Iron Man came out. Uh, the worst James Bond film in Quantum of Solace as well. But um, no, was it, yeah, absolutely I mean, not the worst. What was that film that was like really bad that everybody liked? Is it The Reader? The Reader, yeah, with um, yeah. Kate Winslet. Lots of uh, lots of naked Kate Winslet in it. The Reader. I only remember. I haven't it. seen The Reader. Hugh Jackman, yeah. yeah. The Reader. Like, uh, I haven't seen The Reader. <laughs> <laughs> I love the death note. Oh no! If you if nobody watches the bloody film, why is it nominated for best picture? Well, this is this was his yeah, argument in his opening song about Dark Knight and Iron Man, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, how can a billion dollars be unsophisticated? Yeah. Also that year, uh, Robert Downey Jr. also did Tropic Thunder. What a film! The same year as Iron Man. Uh, but yeah, Frost Nixon is my number nine. What about your number nine, Jared? All right, I've put it very low because I don't think it's a major snub. Uh, but it's 2016 Moonlight and La La Land. I think <laughs> not a major snub. It's the worst moment in Oscar history. Just saying. No, no. The thing is, Moonlight is a good bad film. It's not a bad film at all. I just think La La Land was a lot better. And I was kind of scraping the barrel when I was trying to think of the films because I feel it's unfair to say, oh, this film was snubbed by this film when I've not seen the film. So out of the process of elimination, Moonlight, probably, I think it was just because it was recent, it was in my head and I know I went into it like, it was probably my first time I was like, seriously, like, right, I'm going to watch the Oscars and yeah. be really into it. And then... Like, just the one that he wanted to win didn't win. Like, I could have done Shape of Water, um, but I've just gone for Moonlight instead. Fair enough. Shape of Water was the year after. Yeah, but one sec. What was uh, Shape of Water? Uh, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a few that could have won. <laughs> yeah. Shape of Water was not the best film that year. And Aaron and myself will concur. <laughs> the post didn't get nominated. It did, did you say? It did get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it didn't win anything though, because it's awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, That's so I watched it. <laughs> number eight. Aaron. Um on this one, it's the Rocky Year and all the president's men. Or Taxi Driver as well that year, which um I mean I just filled out two films all together. <laughs> Yeah, all the president, all the all the presidents men in, uh, instead of Rocky. I mean, but I'm all, also like taxi drivers and Rocky as well. I mean, we say like a lot of times about like um, what is an Oscar film, and I don't see Rocky being that Oscar film for sure. And all the presidents men, it's probably a couple of the greatest performances I've ever seen in film. It's one of the best things that I've gained from like doing this podcast is seeing that film. And another film that I talk about shortly. Uh, shortly, but um, it's absolutely amazing that film, and it's it's groundbreaking at the time as well. There uh, for what it uncovered. So yeah, love it. Yeah. 
See, I think I know why Rocky won that year, you know. Go on, what, what is your prediction? Why did it win? I think the thing is, you if you you've seen a lot of films like all the presidents men like you would call them i would probably call them talkies where they just talk quite a lot and it's a a lot of sophisticated talking whereas rocky there wasn't really any boxing films like that i was it was one of the first boxing films weren't it i think i think it's because it was one of the first ones yeah then sorry it's uh cat walking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, because it was one of the first like boxing uh, films. I think it kind of like they they love something new, don't they? Like a, yeah, which is why another film got snubbed a couple of years later. Um, yeah, I think as well it's uh, because Taxi Driver and All the President's Men are very anti-America. Yes, um, very anti-America. I mean, Taxi Driver literally says scene by scene is like how dirty. Um, it's got and and uh, I mean, like, in he trying to kill that like senator guy. I thought I thought you were gonna say, and then in Rocky, the Italian immigrant lost to the American hero <laughs> in Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and all the presidents men. I mean, that's a film probably America want to keep quiet. <laughs> Why didn't you burn the tapes? yeah okay um my number eight is again this is kind of an awkward one because i i do like the film that won best picture however we spoke about it last week when it was on some of our lists but there were better films that year um and for me the best film it was one of the first proper years that i sat down and watched every single one that was nominated it was a toss-up between the big short and this film but the year it was spotlight in 2015 and it is brie larson's room i thought you you had spotlight last week yeah i said spotlight was a very good film but room was better i think room should have been a better film that's what i said i literally do not hear me say out of the big show mad max and the martian and you're picking the room it should have been. not the room room <laughs> yeah i know room <laughs> it was like I again like, i think that that's the film that took me most by surprise i absolutely loved after watching it uh the most i thought uh, it was, it was like 10 clothes playing but not as good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I again like jacob Tremblay, one of the finest young like, actors out there but i don't i don't know about you aaron because i know jamie loves it but when I watched the the just the room, just like, room, just say room. <laughs> when I watched the room, start, it was a really good start, and then as soon as they actually left the room, it just dropped. Yeah, so like, yeah, just like became... that, that scene and the, like that that carpet scene is one of the most yeah. intense moments of cinema I've watched. You know, yeah, but that's what I wanted. Like, I, I mean, I, I yeah, like I wanted like to feel exactly like what you're saying. I wanted it yeah, to be like feel scary like... and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I feel like that that um, that film struggles a bit with identity of what what sort of film it actually is. Like, because there is like highlights of that like thought sort of theming in there. Um, but I wanted it to be like a really dirty, horrible film at at, at, yeah. at some points in it where you saw more of like the capture, um, 
and the captive yeah. together. Uh, but you didn't really, we didn't really get to see that in it. I, no, it I was think, more about like it turned yeah, the, into a the film, film is about, more like, about her like coming over. It's like coming over, yeah. But I didn't want her overcoming what's like, happened. Yeah, I wanted to feel obviously the trauma, like, proper like shit in it when he comes in. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of half and half, wasn't it? Like you said, you had that half capture film and then the other half of the trauma and dealing with the trauma and the after effects of it. Just like Brie Larson, she won Best Actress. She was incredible. Yeah, she was good in it. Um, I say about like a tenth culture film. Lane, I feel like the same. That and Get Out, I have like huge like opinions on them. I I wish like they didn't go to that point where, I mean, Ten Cloverfield Lane. For spoilers, like the whole like last like 20 minutes i, I kind of wish it didn't really happen and like it was just the psychopath all along and um, yeah but um john goodman very good in that film yeah like it would have yeah, been really cool good. if it was just like they got out the route uh got out of uh, the place that we're at in the cloverfield, Ten cloverfield <laughs> <lane>. <laughs> it was in his head like you know what i mean like almost like the village yeah yeah but it was like yeah, oh, yeah oh, exactly enough doing no um <laughs> What's uh, what's that kid been in then? Has he been in anything else? Jacob Tremblay. He was in that Wonder film, which was about that kid with the deformity face with Julie Robertson and Owen Wilson. He was oh, in the I good was thinking of uh, the wheel. Of who? I was thinking that uh, Kate Winslet film and Zac Efron. Is it Wonder Wheel? Oh, Wonder Wheel. Yeah, I have no idea. No, mm. Wonder is about the boy with this formed face with Julie Robertson and Owen Wilson. He's also space been in. Yeah. yeah. Where he's also been in Good Boys, which is probably one of my favourite comedies from the last two years, uh, which is great. And he was also randomly in uh, Doctor Sleep. He was the young boy in the baseball outfit that got kidnapped. He's not doing very well, is he? He's doing okay, I mean, for his age. No, I mean, like, he's being typecast as a kidnapped child, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, but no, like I said, um, he's great, but anyway, Jared, okay, so eight. Uh, another film I haven't seen, <laughs> but I feel like um, Raging Bull was snubbed by ordinary people, like uh, ordinary people, yeah, in 1981. I can't say ordinary people, is that Robert Redford? Has anyone seen that? Again, like you said, it's one of these ones that I haven't seen Unforgiven, and I know I'll really love Unforgiven. However, yeah. A Few Good Men is one of my favourite films of all time. But I did put it on the list because I haven't seen Unforgiven, and I know it's going to be a great film. See, I know I know it sounds bad, but like, it, this film won Best Picture, and I watch a lot of Oscar films, yet I haven't worked my way to it, which to me stands out as a it's not it, it's not a great best picture winner that's what i'm thinking yeah because you know if, if a film's got a lot of hype around it then you've got like you know what i mean we've all seen one flew of the cuckoo's nest because it it had it has that like but was edit- jaws better you what sorry but was jaws better no <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you know what i mean like it's really yeah. got weird to see it. Like I've seen Raging Bull because everybody talks about Raging Bull, but I've never heard of this film. So I think some, some films that are nominated will outlast the movie that won Best Picture. I think something what, like, what year like we said, 
Shawshank in 1990, 1980, 1981. Uh, it came out in 1980, but I think it would have been the 81 Oscars. But um, it's like oh, I said, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption goes down on IMDb, and by most critics, it's the greatest movie ever, but it didn't win the Oscar, did it? But people still watch well, it. Forrest Gump is probably one of the top 100 films of all time as well. So, But Shawshank's um, number one, so surely it should have won Best Picture. Yeah, true. But, um, George yeah. has just taken the win. It's just like everyone's favorite it's taken. film. don't know anything about film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's your favorite film? Have you watched Lullaby in oh, Citizen? Wow. It's fucking great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no one's said Lullaby in Citizen that like film. <laughs> My top five favorite films are Lullaby in Citizen, Taken, Shawshank, and Transformers 1. Like, wow. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> In it, though, like... A wrong yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. So, Raging, yeah. Raging Bull didn't win. Raging Bull. Rocky won three years ago. Three, four years ago. Fair That's enough. the obvious reason. Yeah, okay. Number seven. Um, I'm going to take a low blow here. I feel, I feel guilty for this one, but I don't really care. Like... Chariots of Fire, uh, Wolf. <laughs> I was nominated. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I wouldn't have put this on there if, if Spielberg hadn't have won an Oscar, but he has won like a few, and like he is, um, he has got it in his films. Like, they're not like just stupid, like, uh, popcorn music, um, movies to watch, like, they are quite in depth and i think raiders is is, is definitely my favorite of his um and certainly better than chariots of fire so yeah i, I know it's a lot i don't really remember anything about the film other than running yeah exactly it's just them running um yeah but to I mean, fair, like, that, that, that's an iconic music though isn't it like I'm sure that's the one like, Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, like, that one scene of him running down the beach with the tune. I can't tell you anything else about that film I've seen. Yeah. But I can tell you everything Raiders. I mean, the guys just ended up on the bidding room, like I said last week, just on three o'clock every day on ITV or BBC or whatever it's on. <laughs> That's what he's ended up as, where Harrison Ford has helped him on it. ended up in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he, he kind of like came from the other way. He was a carpenter that turned out to where this guy's been an actor turned carpenter kind of thing, isn't he? <laughs> um, so it's kind of like a, a reverse way that way. Um, my number seven is from 2010 again this is the one film that i haven't seen on the list and i know jared absolutely loves this film uh but the king's speech won that year and i always argue 2010 is probably the greatest year of cinema like ever like what a year 2010 was um like you said you had inception that year nominated yeah, yeah like scott pilgrim came out that year as well there's a few other films that came out but this one, it was on the other day, and I was like, oh, I'll just throw it on. I'm up. Why not? Let's watch it. And Natalie Portman is phenomenal. Like, Black Swan. Oh, God. Oh, you didn't go. Oh, I thought you were network there. Yes, Social network. Right. Might come up later. <laughs> what? What do you oh, mean? Double You've gone from the Ooh. 
Tasty. What you've got the same one again? How can it be a double snub? If one, yeah, one might one might be later up. Um, but yeah, Black Swan is absolutely incredible. Like I said, I know you hate Darren Avonsky, uh, Aaron, because he's so fucking weird. <laughs> but um, Black Swan is one of the most like hypnotizing, like incredible films to watch. Like it's visually beautiful. The acting is phenomenal by Natalie Portman. Yeah, that too. I mean, it was a great night. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Black Swan is just one of those films that just stays with you. And I always think about that film because it's her performance in that film, Natalie Portman, is phenomenal. And so nail scene. Exactly. Like, like uh, any horror film I've ever seen, that toenail scene. Absolutely. Yeah, whiplash, in it. I mean, Whiplash, Whiplash was a different year. No, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's just whiplash the story in it like it's just like that um, oh yeah what, what the, the, uh, become the best like what do you have to give to like be be the best um, yeah you know just take the bullshit and those types it of stories very are true though it's very, like 2010 is a great year of cinema but i'll argue that and stand by that like to me 2010 is the best year of cinema that that you could have like if you talk about the caliber of films that was released that year I want to even say maybe animated wise as well, Toy Story Three. Yeah, Toy Story Three as well. Like yeah, but I mean, look yeah. at the films that were nominated. Uh, like you said, The Social Network, Inception, The Fighter, Black Swan, 127 Hours. Like they're just the films that are nominated. And then, like I said, you've got other films out there. Like my favorite Disney movie, Tangled. You also had um, what I said before, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It's a phenomenal year of film, and that's why two of the films are on my list. This one being black. Call this year a snub year, though. I haven't I know, seen King's, King's Speech. Speech though. Is very good. It's I said. That's what I said. I, said I, I haven't seen King's Speech. However, this one oh, and another yeah. and, a, and, a, and, a, and another film, yeah, is like one of my favorite films of all time. So, to, to me, saying the King's Speech is a snub is like saying 1994 uh, Shawshank got snubbed. Our Pulp Fiction got snubbed. It didn't really though, because like Forrest Gump is a great film in its own right. Yeah, yeah. They're all different films as well. Like, I mean, King's Speech is so different to Inception, to Fincher's Social Network. I mean, even I like Social Network now. You've sold me on it. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. talking about Social Network. I'm talking about Black Swan. We'll talk about Social Network later. <laughs> I'm sure. Things like Black Swan, though, I like it. I, I just, it goes out my ear because I just like try and get rid of that guy out my head, that Darren Aronofsky. We'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, move on then. Yeah. Probably films like I, I'll say there's other films that year that probably will stand the test of time longer than King's Speech. Like because Black Swan. There's a lot of period pieces, aren't there? Like they love a period piece in the Oscars. Yeah. And again, this is why I've kind of looked on my list and been like, this film is forgettable. Like nobody's heard of the artist anymore. Nobody watches the artist. However, other films that release that later, like Moneyball, yeah, people like I probably not maybe because I love thing... Moneyball and Sorkin. I don't know, but nobody watches the artist now. It's that's why it's a quid in Poundland. 
The only thing I'd say about King's Speech, though, is like I I normally hate those films. I went to see like the favorite, and I thought it was the worst. Like, was, I hated yeah. it so much. Um, like things like uh, I know it's not really similar, but like Downton, Bridgerton, things like that. I can't watch him. I, I wouldn't watch him. Anything like that. The Crown. Yeah, it winds me up. But, but you look Speech, I randomly it. watched it. And it, yeah, Queen's Gambit's good. Uh, but King's Speech, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's actually amazing. And it's about royals. I'm like, I don't even like Now, nah, it's not going to that territory. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll never I mean, be how, royal. I mean, how Colin Firth played a lizard playing a king, I'll never know. <laughs> See, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think like... Like, like your point you made with the artist, nobody actually would go see the artist now, other than the fact it won Best Picture. It's the only reason you would watch that film. Yeah. Like, um, it wouldn't like, even win Best Island film. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the Oscars if Mank won Best Picture. It ain't. Mm. It could though. Again, again, no. Again, win Best Picture. No Madland. We love films about themselves. No Madland is going to win, but it's forgettable. Give it two years. Don't Sound remember of that film. Sound of Metal, however, people will remember Sound of Metal. I can't. I can't say I've seen that one. I've not seen any of them. Sound of Metal is incredible. Start watching them. Um, I mean, it's only two weeks until the Oscars on Sunday. Yeah, well, I've got two weeks to watch the Oscars. Okay, <laughs> but you do have your number seven now. Ooh. Number seven. Woo. Woo. Okay, another film I've not seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one was kind of influenced by videos I watched. Um, and it's Driving Miss Daisy, which um, won ahead of Dead Poets Society. I think Dead Poets Society is like a really like, it's like a mature growing up film, I feel like. Mm -hmm. like probably like 17 or 18. If you're into films, you watch that film, you're like, like, God, like, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, you just. It's influencing like so many things as well, because I mean, as what I do now, I would be lying if I said something like that wouldn't influence the way I want to be a teacher. Exactly, exactly. Like, I didn't watch it until about two years ago, and I thought it was an incredible film. However, I haven't seen Driving Miss Daisy, which is just basically green book, isn't it? I remember this funny joke that they said. It was about uh, Green Book when it, when it, when it um, was nominated for Best Picture, and it was, uh, all we've done in 20 years is gone from, uh, oh, he's gone, bye, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, it said we've got we've gone from the black person driving the car to the black person being the passenger in the car. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, yeah. that, I agree. Dead Poets Society is amazing. Well, another film that also wasn't wasn't even nominated, but um, was uh, Do the Right Thing. I think that that does a lot more about black rights than Driving Miss Daisy ever did. And I think it's become like a massive cult classic in like the original like um black like cinema film, hasn't it? Do the right thing. Like if yeah. you like I, that know, is like, I shouldn't say it like this way, but if you love Black Clansman, you'll love Do the Right Thing. 
yeah, I feel like they just, I feel the Oscars feel like they, they know what's going to be the film. Like, the, they probably looked at Drama Miss uh, Daisy and thought, that's the film that is going to be the one that, like, oh, look, we, we wanted to have a Black Rights film win an Oscar. But they didn't even nominate Do the Right Thing, so they clearly weren't looking in the right places. However, my argument would be, if Do the Right Thing came out now, would it win? I would say, oh, he's back. Bye. <laughs> I mean, saying that, like, Judas and the Black Messiah didn't win, did it? So... I would, uh, I think... I would say it didn't win, it is nominated, but I doubt Judas and the Black Messiah is going to win, but... I think the reason why I do the right thing is, is I think it's because it was one of the first like films. I, I don't know about. I it think was the he, first joint. It was the first. It was the first Spike Lee joint. <laughs> I think it influenced a lot of films that came after it, like um, Boys in the Hood. And stuff. We all looked at that film and was like, "This is we can do films like this, and it'll actually have a meaning." Yeah, yeah. Well, Miss Daisy's kind of just well, not in scene. I know of it. Drove off. Yeah, no, the best film about driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, number six. And here is the most controversial one on this list. <laughs> Are you ready? This one, what? I'm. I'm gonna dedicate. I'm gonna dedicate this one for Kieran. So if he ever listens to this, I just want you to know, Kieran, this one's for you. I'm going to say the conversation should have won over Godfather 2. Oh my days. Leave the chat. <laughs> nah, I'm going to say Chinatown should have won over Godfather 2. Are you going uh, Chinatown? Chinatown, yeah. All right, all right. That's, that's a bit better. If you'd have said the conversation, I actually would have just laughed. laughed. <laughs> I hated the conversation. Like, God, that was I, just... I really liked the conversation. I really? It was... I found it snooze fest. It is slow. It is slow. Um, but um, I love Gene Hackman, though. But yeah, Chinatown. Like I've, I've I've said before, like Chinatown is the best film I've watched over the last like five years, probably. Uh, and we and I watched it because of like doing this podcast. And you're welcome. It's literally just my. It's just <laughs> like a film I made. It's a brilliant film. It's, La Noire. Yeah, it, it's sort it of like um, if you combine like the early Bonds. Like the, the Conry Bonds with like Goodfellas, something like that. Um, it just works perfectly, and I I understand the premise of like uh, why everyone loves like Godfather Two, and I under I understand why like people say it's it's one of the best. But for me, like Chinatown is 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 so much better, and I feel like um, maybe if Chinatown won that year, it might have been seen as a, a different film because. I, I think Chinatown's one of them films which lost with like um, uh, a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people have seen it, and especially like the conversation. But um, I would totally agree with I've... you. I only watched it last year, Chinatown. Mm, it's good. Like it, it should be talked about. Like it, one of the best. Like it's really good. Okay. Um... I'm gonna lie. Godfather Two changed cinema. <laughs> <laughs> well. This is again. This is one film I haven't watched, and I know Jared absolutely loves this film. I However, I love. <laughs> you, you love this film. I'm sure you do. You or say, should I say, Jared's watched this film? Um, um, we we I, spoke I, about I it. Watch hundreds of Oscar films. I just don't watch the best pictures. 
yeah but this one i mean it should have won best actor it didn't win best actor it should have won best picture but it didn't win best picture and it lost in 2013 to 12 years a slave it is the mm, mm, it is the wolf of wall street dicapio should have won best actor but mcconaughey did for dallas buyers club fair enough if he did have a really good performance but there's no need to come and just rub it in his face by doing that but um yeah but wolf of wall street is phenomenal i don't know i i i love wolf wall street i would say it's like you ranked it number one in the 2010s i want to say I think I think in my eyes probably top five films ever. Where where was Twelve Years a Slave in your twenty tens list? Shall we have a look? Probably not even mentioned. Yeah, but listen, right. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club is some of the best. Dallas Buyers Club didn't didn't win Best Picture. Yeah, no, like, I, if, if you're going to talk about snub, Dallas Buyers Club is a bigger snub than Wolf Wall Street. Wolf Wall Street is not an Oscar film. The fact they got nominated is brilliant. Uh, it's Scorsese though, isn't it? yeah oh yeah i just don't see it as an oscar film and like you're not you're not gonna win any film that's over two hours is an oscar film you're not gonna win a (laughs) picture with a film about drug use (laughs) against a slavery film are you let's be honest maybe in the 80s if that film came out 20 years earlier it would have won just saying well, I think it did come out 20 years early. It was called Goodfellas. And did it win? Well, we'll find out when I put it in the <laughs> uh, But yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, it's iconic. Again, I don't know if it's different for, for me, but I could tell you the amount of times I've watched Wolf of Wall Street and haven't even watched or even considered watching 12 Years of Slain. I've watched parts of it. It's horrible to watch. Um, and... Um... I don't get me wrong, it, pro- it probably is really good. And it would have been con- controversial. It would have been controversial if it didn't win. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really like. I don't really rate Wolf of Wall Street as much as you guys. But um, yeah, I, I can see why it won Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, like I, I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to win the best picture to be the best picture. I think it's only more like annoying when like the directors haven't won it before. Yeah, that's when it annoys me. Like, well, when it's like the would be the award to win. It's like it's like the election or something. Like the be- the best candidate doesn't always win. There's just loads of external factors that come into it of why mm-hmm. somebody will win the best picture. Like not even watching the film. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know what I mean? When it's like rich white guys watching films, you know which one they're voting for. Mm-hmm. There are also cocaine users. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Jared, what is your number Hold six? Up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Number six. All right. So it's already mentioned, but it's a different film. It's Rocky. Uh, being snubbed, uh, snubbing taxi driver, I went for, yeah, yeah. and I do really like is it all the presents as uh, uh, all the presents, man? 
Yeah. Yeah. I really do like that film as well. But if I had to choose which one I'm watching right now, it's got to be Taxi Driver. I just love how they portray America in this film. I think probably it's hard to say if it's, he's not one of the strongest solo performances I've ever seen in a film. Like, I know that it's one of the films that you talk a lot, uh, like doing film degrees and that. But there's a reason why, because you just look at that and you think, wow. I just, I love how they portray America in it. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. He's just a G, Scorsese. I didn't think I would like it as well when I watched it because I don't know, like it it had so much hype, but uh, it was, I loved it when I watched it. It was so good. Um, And um, like we said about controversial uh, Jodie Foster casting, but I mean, it put her on the map, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so we are moving on. Aaron, number five. Number we are five. halfway over. Um, here's a snooze fest that one. I actually did try and watch. I, I have watched most of this film, but I couldn't get through it. It's so slow. Where Bridge Over the River Kwai and 12 Angry Men, where the difference was I watched both of those films in the year that we did that decade. The year? I was, I was, um, the, week. Are, the year we did that decade. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the we did that decade. Yeah. And uh, I was probably more excited to watch Bridge Over the River Kwai. And um, I remember watching it. I was like, I couldn't get through it. I just couldn't get through it. I tried twice and it wasn't happening. Where 12 Angry Men, I watched it one day, watched the night on this, the same night I watched it with Emily. And then I'm sure I watched it again like a couple of days later. What a podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> what podcast was on? It's so good. Um, and it's just, um, it's, it's. I mean, I, I would say it's probably like top five films of all time, 12 Angry Men. Well, that's got my number one. I'm changing my number one. Right, if Aaron said it, I believe him. My number five is The Artist's Year, and it's Moneyball. Hey... The greatest sports movie ever made. Uh, I mean, well, let's compare some of the films. I know we briefly spoke about it, but The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, and War Horse. Moneyball shits all over them, just saying. <laughs> the Tree of Life, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moneyball, again, I, we spoke so much about Moneyball in regards to the, the 2010s decade and sports movies, so I won't go into too much, but it, it made baseball interesting, like we all say, and the, the whole premise of it all in regards to the whole way how they recruit players uh, is just phenomenal, and the fact that it's a true story as well just tops it off, and Jonah Hill is amazing in it, Brad Pitt is amazing in it, it's just a fantastic film. So Moneyball is my number five. I think things, it, for, it's um... definitely an Oscar film as well because it's like a lot of Oscar films. Like I'll only really watch um, or whatever, and, it, and, it, and it, because it's like not interesting, you should get that of like Moneyball. Mate, they're so loud, Chris. Oh my! Yeah, God. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I didn't want to say anything. 
If oh, anyone's on Spotify listens to that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, just to say, if they are Chris, they are Dairy Milk Orange Giant Buttons. And <laughs> no one's going to listen to this after this, so we might as well just say <laughs> whatever we want, because I'll be straight off turning this podcast off by that. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> but yeah, Moneyball's amazing, yeah. Yeah, he's got a Red Bull can in his hand next week. <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Uh, but yeah, number five, Jared. Number five. Uh, another film I haven't seen, but everyone seems to say it's crap. Is <laughs> Dancing with the Wolves, which snubbed Goodfellas, which is without a doubt one of the best gangster films of all time. It's, it's almost boring saying it, but... Mm. Like, God, they just, I hate American people because they obviously have looked at this film and said, Native Americans, culture, dancing, <laughs> wolves. Um, but like uh... every every list, it's always on a, like the biggest snubs is just the fact that dancing with, even Awakenings, I could have put higher than Dancing with Wolves. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like it's like a weird, obscure film. I, I seem like you would really love it, Jared. Mm? I reckon that if Jared watches Dancing with Wolves, it'll be one of his favorite yeah. films. All right. Well, I'll I don't know. You, you love you love the road and stuff like that, and movies like that. I assume Dancing with Wolves is similar to those type of films. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just going on the fact that like I think I watched. Uh, I know it sounds bad. I mean, sh- I mean, show me all. I mean, watch a lot of Watch Mojo, and when they're saying yeah. like, "Oh, Dancing with Wolves" is like a crap Best Picture winner, why would I want to see this film? Um, I always get it mixed up. Oh, I always get it mixed up with uh, the Daniel Day Lewis one. Uh, the Dancing with Wolves is Kevin Costner, isn't it? He directed yeah. and in it. Mate, I, I'm just gonna say my number four is also uh, Goodfellas and Dancing with Dancing with the Wolves. Um, yeah. Just to say exactly the same as Jared, it's Goodfellas is one of the best films ever. Um, and it's yeah, just... I would have said that was my favorite film of all time, uh, stages of my life. Goodfellas, mm. it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's just like. Yeah, it's like how would it not? I mean, the performance is like I can't pick a fault with all Goodfellas. I really can't. I can't. Yeah, if you're yeah, you gonna nominate Godfather, you've got to give Goodfellas the win. Mm. Yeah, I think again, I haven't seen Dance with Wolves, so again, I try to pick films that I haven't seen really on my list. But Goodfellas is an incredible movie, as we we've already spoke about. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number four. Uh, lost out to the King's Speech in 2010. Oh, here we go. Oh, piss off. It like is. I don't know. I like this film. Social Network. It's so good, it made Aaron re-watch it and love it. It is good. <laughs> it's it's so criminally underrated and just like, again, if you go back and listen to some of the podcasts when we're talking about 2010 or the greatest movie ever final episode aaron's a detest of watching that film he didn't want to do it because it's all a film about <laughs> facebook and now look at him it, it may even be on his list at some point i doubt it but you know but the social it network good. like it's aaron sorkin and david fincher like it is a perfect combination of director and writer 
Um, and the, the cast of Jesse Eisenberg playing Mark Zuckerberg is incredible. Like the social network is one of my favorite. I mean, out of the last four films, three of them are in my top 10 movies of all time. Like social network is one of my favorite films. Of all time. I absolutely love this film. The, the score is incredible. I think you've got the soundtrack, don't you, Aaron? Yeah, it's expensive, yeah. but it's worth it. It's um, probably Trent. Trent's one of his best. Like, he, I mean, he's the best Trent, you know, hands down. <laughs> Better than that Alexander Arnold fella. Yeah, he, I, I'd probably put Trent Reznor on the plane for the Euros, but I won't be putting uh, Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> if he and can play the score for us coming out, that'll be fine. Trent Reznor's probably got more of a chance uh, for Southgate than. Getting knocked out in the quarters anyway, but um, social network is my number four. Jared, do you know quickly? Quickly, quickly, I want to say about social network. Right, my only gripe with it now is I feel like it should have come out twenty years. I feel like it came out twenty years early. I agree. Like I still feel like we're in the the growth of Facebook. Like Facebook is yeah. Growing, yeah, exactly. So it's like when you see the end, and it's like um, the ending just is the worst bit of the film because it's not ended. No, exactly, exactly. It's just and, growing even bigger. Like he says, like how much money he made and all this. Where uh, it just feels like I don't know. It just bro, we need that court scene where people are like questioning like about privacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't feel like it doesn't feel like the end of Big Short or something like that. Where it's like, like it's a really cool so story. Shocking. And maybe like, we'll maybe know. we'll get Zuckerberg down the line, and it'll be it'll be like a sequel to Social Network with the same cast, just basically telling the. No, nah, it's story. never happening. That it's not. I wouldn't want yeah. it to happen because Social Network is perfect. I mean, I've, I've, it'd be so good. I mean, but then like the casting is brilliant, so you probably couldn't have done it. But like I say, if it was like, if it was like, um, say by twenty thirty, they did it then, so it was like twenty years after. The twenty years later, yeah. Um, the film came out then, and like like Jared said, like it's it's just not the full story of like what happened. Like more shit probably has gone down after the film. Yeah, but I think the film about so the social network is about the invention of Facebook, not about Facebook. It's about the invention of Facebook. Yeah, and that's how they made Facebook. Everything everything else could be like said about the privacy or it's cool about the but this is how he made it. I mean, the film is about the invention of Facebook, but not about. I'll, I'll tell you something shocking about that film, right? Because I, I looked it up afterwards. How he got, you know, how like, he got you know, snubbed by no. <laughs> the King's Speech. They make it out at the end, right? That that guy got absolutely nothing. I, yeah, yeah, he got nothing compared to what he should have got. Yeah, he's like the tenth richest man in the world. There's something ridiculous. Think of like, how much money, money. Think of how much he would have got if he had yeah, his normal. From that deal, he's literally like the tenth richest guy in the world. Something ridiculous. Like, but um, if he had the right money, he'd be fifth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've looked him up, and he's like doing good things with his money. Where like Zuckerberg's the opposite. He just wants to steal everyone's data. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, should it Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> All I'm saying is social network is just two bros having a bit of tiff. Two bros sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> two bros so, in a hot tub. Jared, number four. 
Number four, another film I haven't seen. No, I'm just... Jeez. Uh, well, I, no, I, I, shit, I haven't actually seen this one, never mind. <laughs> I said that was a joke, but I haven't. Uh, probably the, one of the most notorious snubs. Uh, the English Patients. Everyone seems to absolutely hate this film. I can't say. Uh, have any of you two seen this? No. Nope. That's why I put Jerry Maguire earlier on. There you go. There you go. No one's seen it. I went with Fargo. Yeah, I know you did. Fargo's good. And I don't even like Fargo. That's why I put it as number four. <laughs> but it's number just... four. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's all right. Like, it's. It's a good film. The TV I, show's better. Yeah, probably better, but Fargo. I mean, at least put it at number 10, then. <laughs> no, like no, I did. no, because I believe... See, I didn't like personally like Fargo, but I feel like Fargo was like way overlooked way more than other films. That's why it's so high on my list. Because everyone seems to notoriously hate The English Patient. But why is it one? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll let you allow it. We're in our top three, guys. Aaron, number three. My number three is, this is a really close one as well, where I could have done like what you've done and I'd like two from the same year. But I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go. You already have earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with Grand Budapest um, on Ooh. the yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whiplash is um, also very, very close. As well. Wait, what did um, what are you saying? It snubbed. Yeah, it lost yeah. to Birdman. Birdman. Oh come on, Birdman is a banger. Birdman's no, one. it's not. It's not like it's. It's another one of them where like it, it's one shot. Is like the it's a gimmick. Like it's literally a gimmick. Like if you take the one shot away from that film, it's it's not good. Um. I, I hated it when I watched it. Um, I just, I just, and I love Michael Keaton as well. That's that's the worst. Emma Stone was phenomenal in that film as well, and Edward Norton. But I just, mm. I just didn't get. I just didn't get it. But then I could understand if Grand Budapest won. Like people were like, I don't get this. Like, what is this? So it'd have been like the same. So maybe another like, film should have won from that year. Yeah. So Whip, I should have snuck in the back, like just kicking off. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, both of them films are like, uh, phenomenal. Uh, I really uh, and I really don't like Birdman. Yeah, it's weird as well because I'm pretty sure like the favorite going into that year was Boyhood. I think. Oh, it right, was. yeah. Mm. Um, Boyhood's another really underrated film. I mean, people seem to hate it, but I think the twelve years of growing up with the actual same characters actually worked. Yeah. Mm. And again, it's like I know he got re a really good connection, um, Ethan Hawke with Richard Linklater, because uh, obviously they did the, the before trilogy. Obviously, they did yeah, yeah I did as well. Let's keep it going. What's that? Sorry. Well, did, didn't he die when he was uh, before he even came out? Man, like uh, Bayard. Who? Richard Linklater. No, he's still. So I thought he did the. Before Moonlight. Yeah, he's directed before all. Moonlight. He's I directed thought... before he's directed the before trilogy. He's done films recently. Like he's he's been filming this one for 20 years, this new film coming out next year. Oh, uh, Merrily We Roll Along, which is 
something he's okay, been filming well, for many years, so character, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, he's been filming this one with Blake Jenner and Beanie Feinstein for and Ben Platt for 20 years. Fair it's enough. Oh, oh, it's a talented, talented Broadway composer, Franklin Shepard, a band since Wednesday Crib, a Hollywood producer. It's definitely a 20 years in reverse chronological. So that, that's going to be quite interesting, his new film. Um, it's surprising that, that, that before none of those before trilogies got nominated. Yeah, yeah that's like, a snub that I didn't get nominated. <laughs> yeah, the second one, that's the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, my number three is a film that lost two fish sex and it's get out oh you joking me oh. you know you know get out was coming are you joking that year is amazing pardon yeah but are you thinking shape of water should have won no definitely not like but um well, we'll get. I mean, to I know, I know, I know. Obviously, right. If you're talking about that, I know you're gonna go. You're gonna go for Lady Bird because you love it so much. No, or maybe, no, even, no. Or maybe even Dunkirk. Yeah, uh, but uh, Get Out is again like, how can I not have Get Out on my list when it is one of my favorite films of all time? Because it's like, not a film. Mm. It's Why a great not? film. I've I literally watched it last week. I can tell you, first time I didn't like it. Second time I really liked it. But it's not a best picture. It's better than Fish Sex. Well, it yeah, is better than like, Fish Sex. Have you ever seen a Fish Sex? No, but again, like, I watched Shape of War, don't get me wrong. Yeah, visually, looks all right. But Get Out was the best film from that year. By far, sorry, Dunkirk. But um, you didn't even like Dunkirk when you first watched it, Aaron, so shh. Yeah, I did. You like? I didn't it just, like. It just, I know it was, it was your daddy said. Well, really annoys me. Oh yeah, I mean, dad like, hated the engine's not say. even on. <laughs> yeah, he said that. He, he still hates it now. He's like, oh, the flying without engines. How they do that? Like, flying without flying. wings, baby. It's a <laughs> flying <laughs> without <laughs> wings. <laughs> uh, but no, it's I like then. <laughs> Bootlegger. <laughs> But no, um, like I said, Get Out's one of my favourite films of all time. I, I adore Get Out. So I had to put it on this list. I don't blame you. If you wanted to put it on your list, you go ahead. Go on, Jared. What's your number three? All right, so my number... So you could probably chop and change my top ten. But my number three has always been the same. Uh, number like Three to one, sorry. I've always felt these were the three biggest snubs. So at number three... Well, I do like the film that won, Chicago. I feel like The Pianist is one of the strongest war films you'll ever see. Like, the way it's portrayed, and I think this is another one of them films where the solo performance is just incredible. Like, he, the way he portrays it, and I, I just imagine, like, living that life that he basically lived for for several years. Yeah. I just love The Pianist, and I, I know the Oscars love a good musical, and and Chicago is good, but is it, because I know you love it, Jamie, so do you think it is a Best Picture winner, Chicago, or is it? Is it Let's just look at what won in 2002, so obviously Chicago won, 
I mean, arguably, Mike, you said you could have gangs in New York in that year. That's what I was. I I don't think it's the winner. I think it's. I think I give it the nomination. Yeah, but to win against the pianist. Again, I've only seen Chicago out of those five, so I can't really say. But um, I, like I said, Chicago is a great film. I, I haven't seen Gangs of New York now. I watched Gangs of New York like last week, and it's really, really good. Isn't like, it just the same film as that other Cohen's film about No Country for Old Men? What? I always get them two confused. No, it's nothing like that. <laughs> it's uh, they're like just gangsters in New yeah. York. It's just cool. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's DiCaprio, isn't it, and Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah. It, you know what? Like, I was watching. I was watching it, and I was like, you know, Scorsese's so weird sometimes because, you know, you can just tell like a Nolan film or a Wes Anderson film, and you can tell like a Scorsese film. But now and again, Scorsese, Scorsese just comes out with these films that are just so like left field, like Shutter Island. In this, this is nothing like uh, Wolf of Wall Street or like Casino or Goodfellas. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and silence that's another one which, which is completely different i mean mm. it's, it's rubbish but <laughs> it's no. and i know it was quite petty but like i really hated that period where uh leonardo DiCaprio had like really long hair like you know in like the gangs new york and then the aviator just kind of like made me like my skin crawl like you know when tom cruise has long hair in um last Mag- Samurai, mission impossible 2 and magnolia yeah, like oh, like oh, like these are the greatest actors like of all time, and they just they look disgusting. Yeah. Okay, we are at our top two. Top two, baby. Um, I've gone for Dunkirk on this one. Is the fish sex film? Um, I just think Dunkirk's probably is is. His best chance of winning an Oscar. Like, I, I love Inception. I love The Dark Knight, but I think the Dunkirk is like you'll win it now. I think it's I think it's the closest to being like the Oscar film Dunkirk is. I think that's probably might have been in the back of his mind when he filmed like such like. I mean, the, it's got three timelines. This film, it's crazy. Um, I totally agree. I, I feel like this is the film where he thought, right, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and do a yeah film or something that could actually win mm, it's british history it's it's absolutely brilliant and um harry styles um <laughs> he was actually good i'm not gonna he was good i thought he was really good in the film yeah he was really good in it yeah i think all the casting was really good um but also like ladybird as well that like, year i mean ladybird I've, I've said before is my favorite like coming of age movie mm-hmm. uh maybe that or um 20th century women but um yeah dunkirk yeah i think it's his closest like to an oscar film and you watch virgin suicides uh no i've not I, I, um what well you love sophie coppola don't you uh, the soundtrack's great I, um yeah 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 watch, watch it. it that's a coming of age film that, that's incredible i need to watch and it. it's kirsten dunst the dunst um, the dunster my number two is the worst moment in oscar history we knew it was going to be mentioned again and it is la la land i mean like how this film did not win best picture is a joke just saying nothing more to say it's a joke i don't care moonlight is awful i hate it so much 
I'll never re-watch it because it took the Oscar from La La Land in such spectacular fashion. Don't get me wrong, sure, it's one of those Oscar moments that are going to go down in history forever. However, La La Land has got so much great re repeatability, rewatchability. It's going to last and test the, the stand of the stand the test of time. That's the word I'm looking for there. It's going to be one of those films that is going to be watched 10, 15 years down the line. Moonlight's forgotten. Nobody talks about Moonlight anymore besides Kieran. And that's mm -hmm. only because I keep talking about La La Land. But Moonlight's forgettable. No one cares. I'm sure. It's not forgettable. It's great. It is good. But like La La Land is, is amazing. La La Land is it's so good. I'm yeah. sure they do it on purpose. Like for somebody for somebody that didn't even like doesn't even like musicals, Jared absolutely loved it. I mm. I do pretty much despise most musicals, but La Land's just it's got a good story. The songs just hit the spot. Right. I mean, like you know, with, with musicals what? though, like I feel like it's so it's such a flip of the coin where they either win like everything. Or they don't win anything, and it's. it's I'm sure they do it on purpose because, like, you look at like Chicago, they probably just went, you know what, not this year. Mm. It's such a fine line as well with like being awful and like, I mean, I can't stand Lamers, and that won everything, didn't it? No, it didn't my best picture. Only had halfway one. Oh really? And, uh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like Chicago was the last musical to win best picture. But what, what I was going to say is, like, lame is, and cats are the same, but La La Land is not the same. Like, La La Land <laughs> is so good. Like, um, I'm not, like, the, the biggest fan of musicals, but I just, I don't even see it as a musical. Like, um, it, it's, it's just so um, perfect. Moonlight is a box-sticking film, I feel, though. It's got everything it needs to win a Best Picture. Where La La Land is just going to, win, to try and win the best picture on the merit of the film itself, and mm. sometimes it just isn't enough. Um, yeah, yeah, Moonlight's really good. Like, it is really good. Um, it's just a tricky year. No, <laughs> Jared, number two. <laughs> Jared. Okay. Um. I feel like any film could have won this year. I think they went with the wrong one. Um, I see why they went for it, but it has this film just doesn't hold the test of time compared to it. It's Crash winning against Brokeback Mountain in 2006. Brokeback. I feel like when you, you look at Brokeback Mountain, it, I, can, I can't think of a film that has probably been so important for gay like gay rights and um did, did milk win best picture did what milk no just sean penn oh, uh, okay. best picture was um the same year as thingy what we talked about this slumdog millionaire one. Oh yeah sorry so this is what i mean so i feel like with moonlight it, it has the the gay issues in the film Whereas I feel like Brokeback Mountain was just so much better. Like, you know, you see Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Heath Fledger. How, how they, it's just such a good film. Like, it just really is a strong film. Whereas Crash probably got, probably won on the basis of the topic that it was going on. Being different. Racism at the time, which they probably were like, 
this film is probably more important at the time. But you look back at it now, nobody talks about Crash. And everybody talks about Crash as like, you know, you've got Munich that year, you've got Capote, you've got Brokeback Mountain. I'm pretty sure any of them films could have won ahead of Crash. I think it was literally a cost of the time at which one that year. Yeah. I've still it never been... seen Crash. I think it is most likely one of those things that, because I think it's got like an aggregate score, because it was such like a mixed year, they probably put Crash at like number two or number three on every on every list, and it probably got That's the most I points overall. A lot of people put it as the first film, but because, it, yeah, it probably just got the collective like second place votes, which won it the best picture. Where someone would have had Moon like Munich at number one, and then Capote at five, but then somebody would have Capote at five and That's Munich at one. I don't Anyone, like music, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was open, yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay, we are here in record time, guys. We are number one. Who would have thought it one hour and 16 minutes in? All right, I hope we all pick this. If we've all, we've all not picked the same film, um, I'll be a bit annoyed. I very much doubt it, but go on. Aaron. He's going to La La Land. He's got it. He has to. Nah, he's not. Annie Hall won. Star Wars didn't win. Oh yeah, of um, course. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a moment yeah, where like, Star Wars, yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, there was going into it like uh, favorites as well, and there's there's the footage of like George Lucas there with everyone, and I think that changed Oscar history. That moment of there's not going to be these films aren't going to win, <laughs> like. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Star Wars, I know Jaws. Now, yeah, yeah. never win. I, I know Star Wars. I, I know like Jaws was like the first like proper blockbusters and that blockbuster, but Star Wars was huge, like absolutely huge, and everyone adored it. It changed cinema history. It was the biggest film for like uh, even for like a couple of years. It was like the numbers had never been seen before in a cinema, and it didn't win. And I think that is that literally changed like Oscar uh, the Oscars from then on. Like you'll from that moment, you know that like Endgame's never gonna win. Like these films aren't gonna win. Um, like these uh, massive blockbusters because they are massive blockbusters. We've said it about Nolan films, even his films that aren't, aren't like your conventional blockbusters, but because they are, because they make big money, like they're not gonna win. They're, well, they're very unlikely to. And I think this was the first one where like come on, like Annie Hall boring that's the oscars always like these um indie films so don't they like these small films just to try and get people to watch them or whatever Mm. i mean i guarantee that that year like everybody would have been like this film star wars is amazing like i mean you listen to me talk about star wars but you listen to people like in the generation like behind us like um like people that like live through it and the way that they'll talk about it, seeing it in cinema, is completely different, and and how it didn't win. Like, can, can you name a sci-fi film that has won a best picture? That's true. I mean, I mean, Blade Runner. I mean, that Blade The Martian won Golden Globe for best comedy. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that actually. Like, it, it won. Well. It, it it won the Golden Globe for like. Oh, you're talking about sci-fi, but yeah, like Martian yeah. won best comedy slash musical at the Golden Globes. I didn't uh, I never thought about that. 
What, where's he gone with? Oh yeah, because he goes science, bitch. <laughs> That's funny. Chronicles. It's literally because they weren't gonna win drama, so they were yeah. like, let's put it in comedy musical. But um, it's I mean, got that... like, like three jokes in a film. Yeah, but I think it that's a, a a pretty good um. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? But yeah, should we go through and see? I don't think there is a sci-fi film, really. No, I, I can't name one. Maybe there might have been an older one, but no, modern times, yeah. I I can't name one. Maybe Shape of Water is probably the most sci-fi. Yeah. Did um, what's it name when um, uh, well, two thousand and one didn't even get nominated. Wow, that's what I yeah. mean. They just don't like sci-fi films. No, there's definitely no sci-fi yeah, films. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the fifties here. Yeah, we're, to, we're like we're talking like to me a film like Inception. Just getting nominated alone is enough. Mm. I can. Yeah. I mean, one of the worst films I've seen like in a long time is Ad Astra. That's an Oscar film. <laughs> That's definitely an Oscar, and that didn't get nominated. I think this is something that's going to have to be properly looked into here, because I think we need to create a sci-fi film and get it to win an Oscar. Yeah. Let's back this shit up. But sci-fi, because, like... Like I said, they get nominated, like, that year, that Spotlight won. The Martian was nominated, Man Max Fury Road was nominated. Arrival was nominated the yeah, year the after. The There's no topic. They would never let it win. Realistic. It's not like completely science fiction like Star Wars or like yeah. uh, Blade Runner. Like you could imagine like the Martian actually happening or like um, gravity yeah. for sure. But but like I said, Arrival was nominated the year after. Um, I don't know if you count it. No, it's not sci-fi. I was going to say. It's uh, like mad good. Because like arrival's not like crazy sci-fi though, is it? Like it's more drama, like it's slow. Yeah, it's more about language and that. But mm. so even now, like you think, oh, now we're getting more. Um, I'd say what's the word? Like more open-minded to sci-fi films. I still don't yeah. see one winning anytime soon because now it's like to win, you have to have a top. You basically have to fit one of the categories of: is it racism? Is it homosexuality? Is it to do with like discrimination of any form, basically? Because you look at uh, Green Book, that that ticks both boxes, doesn't it? That's racism and homosexuality. You look at Moonlight, Moonlight. that's racism and homosexuality. If you you have to have an agenda in the film, yeah. like you look at Parasite, that's basically rich versus poor isn't it like how is a how is a sci-fi film gonna beat that shape of water fishes and women who are deaf <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's a tricky one shape of water is a weird one i don't know why that one but, but yeah like three billboards should have won that year well, i would have said three billboards probably yeah yeah but like biggest. i said my, my favorite film of that year was get out i'm happy it did win an oscar it did win uh, obviously for original screenplay but um my number one, however, again, we briefly spoke about it. You knew it was coming. It's Aaron's favourite instrument. It's all about those drums and it's whiplash. <laughs> but like I said, again, we, we spoke briefly about Birdman. Don't like it. I watched it. It was like, ugh. But whiplash <laughs> took me like 
absolutely loved it. One of the greatest films I've ever watched. It's in my top five of all time, like of how much I absolutely love this film. Uh, I'd happily watch it at any point. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The acting by J.K. Simmons, that's why he won Best Supporting Actor, is amazing. It gave us Damien Chazelle in his uh, film. Then he went, obviously, to have his moment in La La Land, which was robbed from him. Uh, Damien Chazelle, number one and two for me. That would have been that would have been his first film as well to win Best Picture. That would have been so. To uh, think though, the first two films that he made were nominated for Best Picture, and yeah. then he did First Man. Yeah, well, he made a crap third film. Well, it's... yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, First Man's good. You know, like I watched it recently, and it, I, I liked it even more the second time. The soundtrack for First Man is like. Stella, like the moon scene is amazing. Yeah, it's really yeah, that's amazing. it. It's Claire Foy's just in it way too much, though. That's the problem. It's too long, and I feel it's like too it's, earthy. It's too much earth. It is too earthy. <laughs> I feel like, well, it was one of them things, you know, where you just you've seen so many bloody space films in the past recent years that when you get another one, it's just like, oh, another space film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Whiplash, like it was so close to mine. I think even like the meanings like behind Whiplash, it's kind of like terrifying at the point where he gets that good. And I was trying to compare it to another film recently when I was talking about it, and it's 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 like it snaps in him. It's like he's working so hard for this one point, and then it just clicks, and he gets it, and it le- It's it's the same as La La Land. It's so bitter at the end where what it's just asked the question is like if you want like if you have these desires in your life like what does it cost like what does it cost and it like you can see it more in la la land like it's more obvious like it costs like their relationship where in whiplash it, it'll literally cost this guy's life he will not have a life now because drums will be it like there's there's that um there's that uh denzel film where like um the blues film where he's just like playing guitar constantly every day and every day to be the best you've got to like keep to it in there i thought that yeah. really, it was really Definitely, good it's I, I love how it's like you don't even have to look at it as just a drum film you take drums out of it you look at it as someone like in in a workplace environment or yeah sports or something like that like they'll devour their whole life just to be the best and yeah. make it so they'll try harder and harder and it's like I just think it's a great film. Yeah, well, like I said, with Whiplash, like some of the scenes in it, like you know the bit where he has that car crash and he still turns up to actually play, and you can see the mm. actual like pain on him because he's like literally all fucked up from the car crash, and he's still yeah. trying to play the drums, bleeding all over the drum kit and stuff. There's just yeah. so many great scenes in that film, and it pains me like how under watched or underappreciated it is. And mm. more people need to watch it because it is one of the greatest movies ever made. I just wish yeah, it like bloody drums. It was he had it as a short film, and you watch the actual film; it's scene for scene. It's pretty yeah, much, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's literally. Good. I feel like he and to had, get J.K. Simmons to do your short film as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I feel it's like he good. had the whole film of Whiplash planned in his head, and he just yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, like, this was his moment. That's why I think it was so good, because he must have devoured years and years and years into this film. Surprisingly, though, it wasn't his first film. He actually did a film earlier, which obviously didn't get a lot of credit, which was um, 
uh, guy and mandolin on a park bench was like a black and white like musical kind of film that was his actual first full film but whiplash yeah, was the one that gave him like wider claim pardon i think he should have stayed with musical films to be honest i feel like well to be fair all of his films are revolved around jazz music aren't they like you said you had he did a like, series he, 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 he should not he should not have done first man keep with your jazz music i mean that's who you are now you're mr jazz aren't you just stick with your jazz music yeah but like, every, series, every film i don't know like his series is rubbish like he did a series like uh on netflix and is that the one netflix. in paris yeah it's so bad uh, and like damien chazelle right he's good but the real um for me it's what's his face Justin Hurwitz, the um, the the score, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy like literally did Whiplash. He did La La Land and First Man, which and like I know you say about First Man, but the score is amazing, like absolutely amazing. And the songs yeah. in La La Land, like how would you even like begin to even write that on your own? Like yeah. you, like I I know that this is true, that he basically had La La Land and Whiplash both written. And he basically had to do whiplash to get La La Land made. One of the craziest things as well, just like looking at him, he is the youngest person ever to win Best Director at the age of 32. That's not even that old, really. That's really But that's what I mean, like, yeah, but to win the Oscar, you always look Mm. at the Oscars and they're always like really older, like distinguished directors like scorsese or james cameron or like said all these people that are in their 40s 50s but to do it like 32 to go and release in your basically second but your big first film like you've got to think at 32 he's gone to university at 18 he's will finish at 21 within that 10 year period some people will just be lucky just to make it as like a cinematographer on a like a low budget film he's he literally has gone from university up to like winning best like director like it's incredible how he's done that what yeah obviously he won that there? for la la land but go on, sorry yeah. what was the casting for la la land wasn't that a thing wasn't it meant to be was it, it was supposed to be emma watson and it was also meant to be um the whiplash dude miles tiller yeah but he replaced yeah. him yeah they're both better <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, don't get me wrong. Like Emma Watson is like the love of my life, but um, yeah, forget yeah. Mercedes. But Emma, but Emma Stone is like I said, she's perfect for the role. That's why she won Best Picture, didn't she? But um, yeah. Um, okay. Dancers Jared, hate... go on. Yeah, dancers go on. hate that film. Like dancers, like actually hate law. <laughs> but a lot of musical theatre students love it as well, though, because of the musical and the, the dancing and choreography yeah. in that film. But it was like a testament to the old films, like, uh, like Top Hat and stuff like that. It was bringing this classic cinema back to the new generation, mm. and like your Ginger Rogers and your Fred Astaire. It was bringing those style of cinema back, and I think that's mm. why it was so good and resonated with. Like you talk about La La Land. I mean, we're not even talking about that, we're talking about Whiplash, but La La Land basically brought this to a new generation. Can you find any generation that doesn't like it? You have, obviously, your 50 plus no, that, doesn't it? that's like, wrong. It, it, that's yeah? wrong because, well, like, the gen- like, my parents hate it. My girlfriend's parents hate it. 
everyone hates it because of the end. They like I bought it. I bought it. Um, oh, because they want the happy ending. Okay. Yeah, I got um, just a cheap eBay buy for it, uh, just on 4K for a few quid. And there was like, oh, does it come with an alternative ending? I'm like, no, it doesn't come with an alternative ending. The ending's like, fine. Leave it out, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I love the ending. It's so good. Just uh, just but... pause it when they've done that little, like, yeah, when they've done that little dream sequence. Just pause it there. You're done. I think, because La La Land, you got to think, like, it was absolutely huge at the time. I remember everyone seeing it. I guarantee there'd be a lot of people being like, the ending is so bad. But, yeah, I, but again, just... that's like that's like Damien Chazelle's kind of like thing now. When yeah, he did it with yeah, Whiplash, he did it with Arland, he did it with First Man when he looked at the moon and the moon looked back at him. <laughs> no, it was uh, he, he, looked at the moon, he looked at the moon and then Stanley Kubrick looked back at him. With a <laughs> Kubrick is shaking in his grave at that film. But go on, Jared. What uh, is your number one? Obvious. It's on every bloody list. How have you two not put it on? Well, you mentioned Sherlock Holmes. No, <laughs> <Ray Parton Babe>. <laughs> <laughs> Babe. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, could you imagine? That's a joke. Uh, was Babe actually nominated? Yeah, Babe got nominated Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh, hold on. Nineteen ninety-two was that? Sorry, ninety-six. <laughs> There's no way Babe got a nominated for that. Yeah, of course it did. Don't, don't. This is the pig. Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan losing to Shakespeare in Love is a travesty. Yeah, I mean, it was on my um, list, but again, I haven't seen Shakespeare in Love, so I didn't put it on there. Oh, it's it's absolute... I wish Mercedes was in the chat, because... <laughs> She'll listen. I really wanted to... I think it's, it's a good film. It's a bit la di da di da, and it was when <laughs> it was a breakout film. And yeah. they love timely pieces, the Oscars and Shakespeare. Da, 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 da. But Saving Private Ryan was one of the greatest film, war films of all. I'm going to let you finish Shakespeare, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you finish Shakespeare. <laughs> can, can, can I just say, like, Aaron didn't believe us, but 1995, Braveheart won Best Picture and it did beat Babe. Oh, oh my days. Babe was nominated for Best Picture alongside Apollo 13, The Post, and Sense and Sensibility. Babe, a film about a pig. <laughs> it's Academy Award nominee for Best Picture. <laughs> have you ever seen a pig? Imagine Just if it saying. won the Oscar, would they have to bring the pig back up on stage with <laughs> Babe has got more um Oscar nominations than Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a quick look to see in regards to does that actually tell us on here? Right, move um, on. To be fair. Babe is an Oscar-winning film. It won for Best Visual Effects. It had seven Oscar nominations and won one. <laughs> Biggest snub, fuck Braveheart. It's madness, but yeah, Saving Private Ryan. We yeah. all love this film, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. Oh, come on. Like, it's the best war film. It's not. Did it win Best War Film? No. <laughs> What what, what did we best war film? Star Wars. Oh, no, it didn't. 
<laughs> no, what what, what 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 one best start? What one best war film? I put. Uh, I think me and Mercedes put uh, Great Escape quite high. Um, it might have actually been the same with Paramount. I'm trying to think now. Uh, it was probably between nine and seventeen. Oh yeah, nine and seventeen one definitely. Again, on everyone's list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan was like number ten on my list. It, I think it was like. My God, I feel this is just one of them agendas where, like, Braveheart had recently just won, and it's like, wow, we're going to give another war film a best picture. And it's like, yes, give the best film the best picture. Jesus, man. <laughs> My God. Who talks about Shakespeare in Love? Nobody talks about that. It's true. Same Private Ryan. People complaining that the Blu ray is shit. <laughs> I mean, the, the good thing one of the um, only bad things with literally just two people on here is like looking at the list and being like, oh, Jesus Christ. I feel and like add it all up. has got about 12 points. 13. But, wow. <laughs> this is the most um, list we've had. Yeah, like I said. Um, uh, to be fair, I was close to putting Whiplash um, instead of... Uh, Pass. This might be a we have to just pick. Um, I'm gonna just. How, how many points just, did you, Jamie? I reckon we should just finish this podcast by saying that the next Fast and Furious film is gonna go into space, confirmed in the trailer. What? I haven't seen the trailer yet. Is that, that actually going into space? That might win the best sci-fi award. I don't you should change, change, change Whiplash to Grand Budapest. Uh, change Grand Budapest to Whiplash, it'll win. Just saying. All right, then. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> they've got they have The Rock. Now they're getting John Cena. Who are they going to have fucking next? Ray Mysterio. It's Fast and Furious. <laughs> Mysterious Ray. I, I like them. They're amazing. They're, they're, they're all I haven't seen a... I've seen all of them, but a... Hobbs and Shaw is okay as well. But anyway, on to good films. On to good films. All right, go on, then. Um, so all of our number 10 films made it <laughs> so we have whiplash star wars and saving private ryan in third oh, wow. place for our top yeah yeah second place with 11 points with la la land oh aaron didn't have la la land i'm very surprised with you there i like moonlight Fuck off. I was really <laughs> close to not putting it in, but yeah. And number one with 13 points. What won the Oscar that year? Let's have a quick look. Oh, I know which one it is. It's the one that me and Aaron said. It was the year those wolves were dancing and Goodfellas was snubbed Woo! with 13 points. Do we agree? I mean, to be fair, it wasn't on my list because I haven't seen Dance with Wolves. But have you seen Dance with Wolves? No, I've seen what? No, has Aaron seen Dance with Wolves? I've seen, um, I've seen the 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 cover. The, the cover. I've seen like, the box art. <laughs> the DVD cover. Yeah. Our biggest snub for Oscars is a film that none of us have seen. <laughs> We could end up watching it tonight. Just put it on now, but like, 
Oh my, oh my days, what have I done? <laughs> so, our top three, technically five, are Goodfellas, uh, La La Land, Star Wars, Whiplash, and Saving Private Ryan. All very good films. I don't but even know. But we all know, like, La La Land is the biggest snub of them all. If Goodfellas <laughs> is such a good film, Dancing with Wolves has to come in at like top 20 for me to be like, no, nah, not snubbed. Here's what we do by next week's episode, we will all watch Dancing with Wolves and we'll come yeah, on right. and talk about how shit it is. Deal. That's that's next week's episode, just reviewing Dancers with Wolves. <laughs> I would say now, okay, so good fellas, biggest snub, subject to change next week. I reckon, uh, I reckon uh, I'll, I'll actually go and watch it, and then I'll literally put in the chat like. No, what? actually, don't say anything about it. We will talk about it for the first time together next week. I reckon reveal at rate it out of ten, and we'll all reveal at the same time what we'd give it out of ten. And I give it a Len Goodman seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I give it three wolves out of ten wolves. It gives <laughs> my oh, it, I give it. I give it three stars out of five and my own personal thumbs up. <laughs> uh, what are we doing uh, for next, week? next week? I mean, let me finish this show first. No. So, like I said, <laughs> subject to next week's review, Goodfellas is the greatest best picture snub ever. Tune in next week when you'll find out what we're doing when we decide what we're doing next week after this episode is finished. So, and I'll join us next well. week. Will, will Goodfellas still be the winner? No one knows. Will it be something else? Find out next week. We might have some other people with us to actually debate on this as well. Goodbye. Will you actually watch Dancing with Wolves? Probably not. Will we watch Dancing with Wolves? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs>